Friends, welcome to this act of worship on Sunday, the 24th of October. It is good that we can gather together in the name of Jesus. Our call to worship. Come gather before the Lord Jesus. Come from the margins of your lives. Come from the places where you feel outcast. Come from the inner blindness you fear to admit. Come from all that holds you back from the fullness of life and call to the Lord for mercy. Amen. We join in singing our first hymn, Immortal, Invisible, God Only Wise. Immortal, invisible, God only wise, enlightened, inaccessible, hid from our eyes. Most blessed, most glorious, the ancient of days, almighty, victorious, thy great name we Unresting, unhasting, and silent as light, nor wanting, nor wasting, thou rulest in might. Thy justice like mountains, I soaring above thy clouds, which are fountains of goodness and love. To both great and small, in all life thou livest, the true life of all. We blossom and flourish as leaves on the tree, and wither and perish, but naught changeth thee. Great Father of glory, pure Father of light, thine angels adore thee, all veiling their sight. All praise we would render, O help us to see, tis only the splendor of light hideth thee. Friends, let us pray. We call out to you, Lord, from the clamour of our lives, from the incessant cries of the world, of the noise in our television, our radios, our mobiles, our computers. Beyond the din of it all, we sense you, standing still, 
an oasis of calm and a sea of discord. We call out to you as Bartimaeus did, and we know that you will hear and have mercy upon us. Lord, we confess that we think we know your business. We know who and what you will be bothered with, and we seek to keep all else at bay. Forgive us for casting ourselves in the role of the powerful. Lord, have mercy upon us. Thank you, Lord, for your wakefulness, always alert for those whom others disregard. Thank you, Lord, for your watchfulness, looking out for the lowly, the despised. Thank you, Lord, for your justice and mercy, freely given wherever there is need. We bow down, for we are not worthy. Amen. We hear our first reading for today from Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 7 through to verse 9. Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 7 to 9. This is what the Lord says. Sing with joy for Jacob. Shout for the foremost of all the nations. Make your praises heard and say, Lord, save your people, the remnant of Israel. See, I will bring them from the land of the north and gather them from the ends of the earth. Among them will be the blind and the lame, expectant mothers and women in labour. A great throng will return. They will come with weeping. They will pray as I bring them back. I will lead them beside streams of water on a level path where they will not stumble because I am Israel's father and Ephraim is my firstborn son. Thanks be to God. Let's sing Lord of Creation. Lord of Creation, to you be all praise, most mighty your working, most wondrous your ways, your glory and might are beyond us to tell, and yet in the heart of the humble you dwell. Lord of all power, I give you my will, in joyful obedience your tasks to fulfill, your bondage is freedom, your service is song, and held in your keeping my weakness is strong. Lord of all wisdom, I give you my mind, rich truth that surpasses my knowledge to find. What eye has not seen and what ear has not heard is taught by your Spirit and shines from your Word. Lord of all bounty, I give you my heart. 
I praise and adore you for all you impart. Your love to inspire me, your counsel to guide, your presence to shield me, whatever be tied. We hear our gospel reading, this um, story of a man whose life was transformed by that very near presence of Jesus. It's Mark chapter 10, verses 46 to 52. Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called to the blind man, Cheer up, on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What did you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Have you ever wondered why he did something? Looking back, have you ever reflected on that moment, thinking, what did I do? Why did I do it? Perhaps it's that thought that keeps reoccurring. It, it comes time and time again. You still don't know why you did it. Why then? Why that direction? Bartimaeus, why did you throw off your cloak? It seemed for him the whole thing just happened so fast before he knew it. Jesus was there on the road. Bartimaeus couldn't see him, but could sense him, hear him acutely, hear the kindness in his voice, the kind words that he spoke to others, talking to people. And before, before he knew it, Bartimaeus had a decision to make. There is only from what I can gather, only one account of a healing where a name is mentioned. The nearest others are things like Jairus' daughter or Simon Peter's mother-in-law, but Bartimaeus, why him? Well, perhaps he was well known. Perhaps he was a familiar character within the Jerusalem church and therefore it was okay to mention his name. Jesus is on a journey. 
He's moved on from that undisclosed place on the journey to Jerusalem. And he's in Jericho itself. So he's moved from some place and he's on the way to Jericho. And Jericho is a staging place. Uh, people are, are gathered there. They're heading towards Jerusalem for Passover. And it's a very busy, a bustling place. It's around 36 and a half kilometres and takes about seven hours to walk. And it's a dangerous road. We've heard, of course, the parable of the Good Samaritan. Whilst it is a story, it takes place on this road. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. And Mark's gospel tells us Jesus has been in this region of Judea, which is beyond the Jordan. And on the map, you've got Jordan up here, um, and then you've got Jericho, and then over here, you've got Jerusalem. Uh, and Jesus is setting his face towards Jerusalem. The passion of the Lord commences as his mission and ministry takes him into Jerusalem. He's teaching on the way. And just before Jesus meets Bartimaeus, he has this encounter with the rich young ruler. We'll think a little bit more about that a bit later. And what a difference in response. There is no similarity except the fact that both men meet heaven in Jesus. We get more of a similarity with Bartimaeus and Zacchaeus. First, both of them are hidden from the crowd and then they both become a disciple. And so the crowd journeys along the road. Some people who were there will know Jesus. Others who have travelled from other cities will not know anything of him. For Jesus' ministry has been focused and centred in Galilee and Judea. And some pilgrims from other areas will not know anything about him. And this huge crowd is moving together. They're moving along the road to Jerusalem. Along this road, it would be absolutely normal, particularly at this very busy time, to see countless people begging. It's not a surprise. We see it in our streets, don't we? Uh, and that would be heightened if there was a big, a big event going on. More people on the streets, more needing help, more needing support. And then we hear Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus. We know exactly who he is. There's probably lots of Bartimaeuses around the area, but we know who this one is. I wonder why Mark does that. I wonder why Mark is so particular and specific about Bartimaeus, mainly because this is an eyewitness account of Mark. Perhaps Mark was there. And Mark is writing all these things down after the resurrection for the wider faith community and he's witnessing to them from his experience. Why tell us who he is? Perhaps because he asked him, Bartimaeus, this is amazing. Can I get people to come and talk to you to hear your story? Certainly Mark had no idea that when he wrote his gospel thousands of years later, people would be hearing it, listening to it and responding to it. But Mark may have said to Bartimaeus, um, can people hear your story? And to others, go, see Bartimaeus. It's a rare moment of deep detail. The response of the crowd is equally expected. I wonder how you feel walking along the street when there's a huge crowd, when people start shouting out and, and, and bustling and jostling. It, it's, it's easy just to kind of look down and keep focused and to, and to keep going towards your destination. 
I wonder if the crowd was tempted to do the same and suddenly they hear a voice and they say, just just keep quiet. I think Mark is being pretty polite here. More likely they'd said, just shut up. And maybe even worse. The crowd are having none of it. And this cry of Bartimaeus becomes a model for persistent prayer. And the words he uses is the basis for one of the best loved simple prayers of the Orthodox tradition, known simply as the Jesus Prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And through Bartimaeus' persistence and despite the crowd, this man attracts the attention of Jesus. Perhaps at this point, the disciples have learnt their lesson about not keeping the least in the kingdom away from Christ, which of course has just happened with the children. This is a rich encounter between Jesus and Bartimaeus. There is so much happening here. And when Jesus speaks, we sense the very nature of God, the Son of God, Bartimaeus calls him. It's a rich messianic title. Bartimaeus is saying, I know who you are. Bartimaeus thinks that Jesus may not pass this way again. And he's right. Well, not in the current form. And this is his chance to encounter the Messiah Jesus, and he won't be quiet for anyone. Jesus is on this route to Jerusalem. The Passion will begin imminently as, and as soon as he enters into Jerusalem. For Jesus, there is a huge task ahead. He may well be focused on that, but he stops. In spite of all that's happening, in spite of the conversation with the disciples about Jesus' death, about all this he's anticipating in Jerusalem, Jesus stops. He stops for this beggar. He stops for Bartimaeus. The disciples probably think, what is he doing now? But he stops. It kind of reminds me of John chapter 5, when Jesus says, I join in with my father and what he's doing. I join in, says Jesus. This is all I can do. Jesus, in spite of all that's going to happen to him, is still attentive to God and to what God is doing. Jesus still sees what God is doing in, what he's up to, and he is prepared to join in. Even with all he is experiencing, he stops. You see, Jesus is not influenced by the crowd or the people. He simply stops. He's going to do it. And Bartimaeus is not going to miss this moment. Jesus questions him. And likewise, this question is simple yet powerful and deserves careful attention. What do you want? What can I do for you? In part, we could respond, isn't it obvious? He doesn't want a, a, new, a new cloak. But Jesus, here, in this encounter, fully reveals the nature of God. Even with the load of Jesus on his shoulder, he stops and lets Bartimaeus have control over his own life. God doesn't want to butt in. So he doesn't, he does something. He asks and he shows respect. God never forces God's self upon us. Respect is shown by God, and here we have, for Bartimaeus, a dignity, a dignified question, the dignity of making a choice.
God, the respecter of people, of us. Jesus asks Bartimaeus, what do you want? Affording him the dignity that no one else has ever offered him in his life. And the reply of Bartimaeus is as respectful in return and urgent. Teacher, let me see again. And the final two verses of this chapter return us in the language and the spirit of the early chapters of Mark to miracles and rejoicing and changed lives. Let's just pause as we reflect on Bartimaeus. Let's just reflect on what happened before Jesus came to this point. The rich young ruler is asked the same question, what do you want? And he can't do it. Bartimaeus can. The rich young ruler walks away and Bartimaeus walks towards. What a contrast. Bartimaeus embraces the richness of new life. Contrasting pictures of discipleship is what we see. There are those who choose to walk away from heaven and there are those who walk towards. For some it's hard, for others they embrace. Bartimaeus will not miss his chance and the rich young ruler on the day just couldn't do it. And we see those contrasts again and again in scripture and in our own lives, in our streets, in our homes, in our towns. When Jesus says, come follow me, some will respond and others will walk away. Jesus has the same question. What is it that you want? What do you want me to do for you? And what will we throw off to do it? For Bartimaeus, it was his cloak. That symbol of warmth and protection, probably the only thing that he owned. And the rich young ruler, he threw off nothing. If Jesus is the same yesterday, today, forever, for tomorrow, then it's the same for us. Jesus says to us, what can I do? What do you want? And friends, we are doorkeepers, not gatekeepers. We are doorkeepers opening the door for others who come along to encounter the richness of Jesus' blessing. So as Jesus enters into Jerusalem, we enter with him, we journey with him. And we look back at the hard challenges of discipleship and our wrestling that we always have with Jesus' identity. And with the disciples, with Bartimaeus, we simply give thanks for the gift of new life and hope that we find in a blind beggar restored, a symbol of hope that Jesus brings to the world. And we, like Bartimaeus, we follow him and we walk on. In his name. Amen. Let's listen to the song and sing along. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord, open the eyes of my heart, I want to see you, I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord, open the eyes of my heart, I want to see you, I want to see you.
Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. High and lifted up, shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power and love as we sing, Holy, Holy, Holy. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. To see you high and lifted up, shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power and love as we sing holy, holy, holy to see you high and lifted up, shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power and love as we sing holy, holy, holy.
Friends, let us pray. O God, we come to you because we know you'll hear our cry. We come to you because you call us near to you. We come to you because you deliver and save. We come to you now with our prayers and petitions. In the noise of voices calling for revenge and restitution, for judgment and punishment, we pray for the courage to speak out for restoration. When grief and pain, poverty and persecution leave people blind to grace and compassion, we pray for the courage to carry the light, the light of comfort and consolation, love and forgiveness. When the quest to even the score has left our world angry and wounded, we pray for the courage to release our grievances and seek wholeness for all. We pray for the local and universal church. Give us the humility to walk in your way. We pray for the leaders in our nation and the nations around the world. Give them courage to walk in peace. We pray for those who are in need. Give us ears to hear their cries and be agents of your mercy. We pray for those in the midst of grief, for in you we find hope. Hope that brings comfort to our broken hearts. We pray for those in the midst of poverty seeking dignity. For those in the midst of conflict because we long for it to turn to peace. To restore humanity to angry hearts. And as we lift our own hidden prayers to you in silence, you hear all that is unspoken. Taking comfort from our prayers, may we comfort one another through your love and the sharing of our experience. God of wholeness, we celebrate the healing you bring to us and our world, and we celebrate the promised wholeness that awaits all creation in your eternal reign. Hear our prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And so our final hymn, Have You Heard God's Voice? Are you still prepared to follow? Have you made a choice to remain and serve? Though the way be 
rough and narrow? Will you walk a path that will cost you much and embrace the pain and sorrow? Will you trust in one who entrusts to you the disciples of sit down when the multitudes are silent will you make a choice to stand your ground when the crowds are turning violent will you walk the path that will cost you much and embrace the pain and sorrow will you trust in one who entrusts to you the disciples of in your city streets will you be God's heart? Will you listen to the voiceless? Will you stop and eat and when friendship starts? Will you share your faith with the faithless? Will you walk the path that will cost you much and embrace the pain and sorrow? Will you trust in one who entrusts to you the disciples of tomorrow? Friends, thank you for joining us today in our act of worship, our final blessing. In the crowded streets, in the silent retreats, may we search, listen and respond to your voice. And the blessing of God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit be with us this day and forevermore. Amen.